Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments radio show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari. Happy Tuesday. And I don't know about you, but the energy is kicking up in a really good way. We are in a, in a phase right now where you should have all systems go, all systems going at one time. We have a waxing moon, which means that we're getting more and more moonlight each day. We don't have uh, Mercury in retrograde anymore, so that's that's out of the way. And we're heading towards the spring, even though I know many of you are still snowed in pretty with some pretty deep snow there on the East Coast and throughout other parts of the country. But it is getting better. You just have a few more weeks of that. And uh, believe me, I know what that is like to live through it. So um, I know last year... We had like 37 snowstorms in, in our little snow season there. Uh, and that's a short period. That's a lot of snow for, you know, eight weeks or whatever it was, 12 weeks. So um, I get it. And I want you to just keep yourself, you know, keep your eye on the prize. Keep focused on spring, not too far off. Uh, this is a really, really good time to start to take stock of what you want to clear and what you want to let go of, of in the sense of long term. So you're thinking about your big goals now. Now's the time for bringing in, you know, the money, the the uh, relationships and all that. But um, this is also a really good time as you're in the last part of winter to be thinking about uh, removing anything that's in the way of you receiving all of that good stuff. And today, it's funny, I got the topic pretty early for me because I usually get the topic of the day of the show when the guys decide to wake up and say, oh, yeah, and we're going to talk about this tonight. But um, today, I, yesterday or a couple of days ago, uh, the, word, the, the phrase, what's your story, came very strongly into my head. And I said, well, that's a really good question because I was listening to someone tell me, someone I just met, uh, tell me their story. And I find it very interesting to see how people present themselves and from what direction they present themselves. Um, the way you present yourself is the way that you shape your life and how it will go, will go. And being in my business, of course, I hear people's worst case stories because I hear all the truth, you know, especially with the readings and all the coaching and stuff that I do. But I also, in social situations, it's very interesting. I try generally not to tell people what I do for a living because then everybody wants to know if their their grandmother has a message for them or what do I see for them or is this guy going to text them and all that. So I generally try to keep it to myself uh, what I do. And I try to listen quite a bit because I'm talking all the time. And, um, and I find it very fascinating to see how people uh, represent themselves and how they present themselves. And I wanted to know from you, have you ever 
met someone that you felt told you way too much information in the first, you know, hour of getting to know them? Um, have you ever had anyone who tries? So I've heard, I, I've seen this with friends actually where, you know, you're having a bad day and you say, gosh, I'm having such a bad day. And you're like, oh, that's nothing. My day was so much worse. I had this happen and that happened. Or, or the, the, the the another good one, oh, well, now you see how I felt this time last year, you know, and you're like, but it's not about you. It's about me going through this right now, you know. And so people often try to compete with their stories, right? They try to compete with how miserable they are. Have you ever found yourself doing that, telling someone, well, you have no idea. You think you have it bad, but you know what? You get a look at my world. My world is way worse. Whenever I have someone say to me, that their world is way worse, I say, okay, good. <laughs> All right, you win. You get the the superiority of sadness award. You get the superiority of, you know, of uh, a messy life award. I am going to allow you to, to take that award on and you can keep it. I don't want I don't want to win in that. You never want your life to be portrayed as the worst. And Quite frankly, these stories, you know, that, that's one way that we we um, we deal with our stories and, and how it kind of can get in our way. Um, but there's also when we take the story and our story is about blame. So when we blame, you know, I would be thin if I didn't have these kids and having to feed them, you know, macaroni and cheese every day and tasting it. I would be thin if I didn't have to, uh, you know, fix two meals, one for me and one for my husband, or I would have money if I didn't have kids, or I would have uh, more money if I had a husband, or, you know, blah, 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 all these types of things, these blame things, or my mother, you know, my mother did this to me, my mother did that to me, or I've always been this, or I've been diagnosed with that. And so people feel like they have to tell you every story and layer after layer after layer. I've done many readings, in fact, where I would say a good, if it's a half-hour reading, I would say a good 20 minutes of it was the story. And the person just really needed to tell me their story. They didn't really need my input. And they, and then they, and then at the very end, they say, oh, 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 they realize, oh, she was here to help me. And I, and that day, my job was really to listen to the story. So a lot of times when I'm doing private sessions, I'll stop a person when they're starting to get too deeply into the story. Number one, it's not good when you're doing a psychic reading anyway. But um, number two, because what it's doing as you cite these stories, it's cementing the energy into whatever that story carries. Now, if you're telling a good story, then have at it. But if you're telling stories of, you know, misery and despair and it's especially victimization, which I hear a tremendous amount. You know, it's all because of my boss. Oh, it's all because of the economy. It's all because of my husband. It's all because of the mistress. It's all because of, you know, whatever. Uh, if you're telling those kinds of stories about yourself and about your life, you are affirming and cementing the energy. And what we're looking for to support you and your forward progression is fluidity of energy. You can write that one down. Having fluid energy. And what does that mean? Fluid energy means that you flow with what comes your way and you allow yourself to also release things and let them go away. 
there's many modalities out there that focus on clearing and clearing and clearing and clearing and clearing. At some point, it's time to let yourself move forward from the clearing and live and live and let yourself say, okay, you know what? I probably do have more stuff to clear, but I'm 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 good. I'm gonna I, I choose to step into today and live fully and not live by the old story because whenever you're telling a story, as much as you think it's the present, it's always the past. The only present moment, the present moment that you're in when you're telling a story is you telling a story. That's your present. The story itself is always the past. Even if, you know, you had an argument with your boss 10 minutes ago, it's still the past. So what you want to do is make sure that as you're moving forward in your world, that you are um, telling the kinds of stories or sharing the parts of yourself that are positioning people to take on a different perception of you, the type of perception that you would like to be seen as. I'm not saying to lie about who you are by any means. But what I am saying is that when, you know, however you position yourself is how people receive you. Okay? And um and and, and it's a very very powerful ta- technique for manifesting what you desire. So I remember um many years ago when I was uh dancing and I was dancing quite a bit and I was ballroom dancing and I was competing and stuff. And I had a uh, contracted job. I had a consulting job. And people would ask me, well, what do you do? You know, because that's how people always like to label you with something and they like to know what's your title and who you are. And I said, well, you know, I, you know, I could have said, well, I'm a consultant for a major, you know, Fortune 100 company or a major nonprofit, whatever. But instead I said, I'm a dancer. And I said, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, I do competitive ball and dancing, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then for, you know, for work, for money, I do some consulting. Now, I was making huge, you know, salary, not huge, you know, fees and all that. But I didn't want to be identified as the consultant. I know other people would say, oh, but that's the, you know, that's the more impressive thing. But I didn't want to identify myself as that because then that would mean that the energy of what I was really passionate about was... Um, you know, not taking, for you know, front and center stage. So it was interesting because as I continued to affirm that, I continued to make actually more and more money because I was focused on my joy, not on my job. And not that the consulting wasn't, you know, somewhat interesting and all that, but it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, what made my heart sing. It, but it was wonderful because it was fueling what made my heart sing. So I didn't have to open up a day and I didn't have to be a dance teacher and all that to make the money to do it. I had something else. Very interesting is that everybody at that account, you know, in that account, understood that I had, you know, a competition schedule and I had to travel a lot and I had to practice a lot. They would rearrange, you know, meetings for me and all this kind of stuff because I had positioned myself for that to be a priority. So everybody else, there was no issue with it. Nobody had any issue. It's like, oh, okay, so Mari can be in this call. And okay, so Mari's going to take that call from Vancouver or this call from wherever we were. And um, and it worked. It worked. And it could have been completely the opposite if I had made that the least. Was it not a priority? No, it was absolutely a major priority because it was finance, you know, it was fuel, financial fuel. But when you are 
an artist, let's say. Let's say you, you love to paint. You love to, um, you know, do anything in the arts. And it takes some time before you have, you know, your own gallery or you're hired by a museum or whatever. You can still lead with I'm an artist. And then whatever job you have, I don't care if you're the CEO of a major company or, you know, a big time producer or whatever, whatever you tell people you are, that's, that's what infuses your field, your energy field, primarily. It's the primary infusion of energy for you. It's how you shape and position yourself. And, and this is basically personal marketing. You know, products and, and services and companies, we market stuff all the time. I mean, I have to market my shows and all that other stuff. And the way that we, there's a part of marketing called positioning. And it's how in a position, whatever it is you're selling to your audience. Are you positioning it as a high premium brand, uh, you know, a high premium product like a Mercedes-Benz, you know, kind of a product where you're going to be, um, you know, driving more uh, higher price, you know, commanding a higher price because you're positioning this as a very high quality elite level brand? Are you more of a Walmart type of a brand where you're really looking at low prices but high volume, meaning, you know, you're going to have very low prices, but you're going to have a lot of people buying that stuff at one time. So that's how you that's how you make, you know, your profits. And so uh, levels of how you can position yourself as, or you're going to be that brand that says, you know, we, we get you, you know, we're we're innovative and we're hip and we're happening like an apple, you know. And, and because we're hip and happening and we have a high price tag, then this is a brand you want to be a part of. This is something that you really, this is, you know, you want to come join our club because only special people use Macs and the unspecial people don't, you know, this kind of thing. So that's all positioning. It's literally them telling you how you should perceive them. And that's the story they tell about whatever product. So when you are in a relationship with someone, you're meeting a, a guy or a gal for the first time, what story do you tell? How do you position yourself? Do you position yourself as someone who is needy and, uh, you know, and how do you do that? By immediately launching into what your ex did to you and, you know, um, that your back is sore from the gym and that your feet are hurt from the shoes, and, you know. Are you high maintenance, you know, you know, ordering something that's super, you have to modify every which way from Sunday on the menu, you know, okay, you know, you go to Starbucks and it's no latte, no, no milk, no dairy, no soy, no sugar, you know, cappuccino with half this, no that, you know, the way you position yourself, and that, I mean that you can't have your special recipe drink at Starbucks, but. What I'm saying is that you lead more than you know, more than you know with the most what seemingly benign things. It sets the tone. Now, it sets the tone for someone who mentally perceives your world, right? So you go and you order like a crazy designer drink at Starbucks and then you send your meal back twice at the, at the, the restaurant that you had to have a vegan meal at, but then it's still not right, you know, all this kind of stuff. When you're in that kind of a, a zone, then the person sitting next to you might be thinking, ooh, she's at high maintenance with her food. I can't even imagine what she's going to be like with me. And then they run the other way. And then you wonder why they don't, you know, they're not calling you back. So um, 
I've seen a lot of people uh, themselves one way when they're doing the online dating and stuff. Then when they meet the guy and the guy shows just even a small amount of interest, uh, immediately go into all their rules and their their points of view about relationships and want to you know have check-in calls every day and start to you know try to micromanage the the energy of the situation and um, and in many cases the action of the situation too and then they want to know why where is the person why did they disappear so your story and how you position yourself is extremely important now that's now what we've been talking about though is on the physical plane what about on the energetic plane? Because there's always four categories of this stuff. There's always, when you, whenever you're considering anything in your world, you want to consider it in these four categories. You want to consider it in how is it uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, and energetically. So mentally, emotionally, physically, and energetically. So we just talked about the physical. We talked about the mental. The mental would be more like the analysis kind of stuff. The emotion is how bad you feel when somebody, you know, doesn't want to be around you because you've exposed too much to sin, you know, those kinds of things, so it's your feelings. But the energy, energy is huge because when you lead with tough stories or stories that are not, in the, you know, holding you in the highest light, you also shut down the energy, your ability to receive because usually when you have tough resistance and then um, you also shut down your ability to to give to others because you're saying, well, if you, you know, if I tell you my story, then clearly you should do something about it, even if that do something about it is just listening to a harsh story, okay? What people don't realize is that when you spin this kind of energy, usually it impacts all aspects of your life. The two biggest things are relationships and money. Stories about yourself, it is literally like like insect repellent to money. Absolutely. And because you're positioning yourself to be, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, to, you're, you're projecting energy that says I'm not worthy or I am you know don't have enough, I'm in lack, whether it's lack of emotional support or lack of whatever it is the story, you know, themes, it also pushes away relationships. It, even if you don't have a relationship, it pushes, it, it dims your light, it dims your arcs, and it can often dim it so much that you literally don't even attract new people to meet. And then you also, you know, in more severe cases, can push away people that you do already know. And this can go both with friends and with significant or soon-to-be significant others. I, I know someone who has enormously long story about lack and limitation and destitute and being constantly in a spin of, you know, dire straits. And, and it, it is a great story because she gets a tremendous amount of attention from friends and you know, uh, acquaintances alike, when they give her money or they give her places to stay or whatever. And it's, it's you know, on the one hand, you can say, okay, yes, of course, you're going to have compassion for someone who's going through a hard time. But when it's chronic, 
It's chronic, and if you listen to her for even a half hour or ten minutes, the 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 conversation is one hundred percent. Oh, I don't know what's wrong. Why this has always happened to me? It's a, it's, it's it, you know it's every I, I tried a little of this, I tried a little of that, it didn't work, and then that didn't work, and then that didn't work, and then this one doesn't like me, and that one doesn't like me, and I need money, and this one gave me money. No, she's not talking to me, and I da, 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 da. and it goes on and on and on. And then the people that really, really care about her and have tried to help her see that it's not working and you have a tendency to pull away from someone like that because at some point you have to have boundaries, right? You have to say, okay, you know, I can't go down with you, <laughs> especially since you're not trying to pull yourself up. And that leads us to the next point of all of this is what's the payoff of your story? A lot of people have a big payoff of their story this story of, woe is me, I'm destitute, guess what? It's a great way to, to get other people to show they care, you know. Um, now, what's interesting is the person who's, or you may think that these people are showing that they care, but a lot of times the people are doing whatever they're doing out of guilt or out of obligation or a sense of, you know, they do it, but then a resentment, a resentment comes up um, or an exhaustion or they eventually turn away. They eventually turn away because there's nothing positive about it. There's just nothing positive about it. It feels stressful. And people have a tendency to want to be around people that they ultimately like to be like. So the person who has this really, you know, chronic situation going on, uh, yes, they should get the professional help that's out there and the public services that are out there and, 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 you know, have friends, obviously, to talk to and stuff. But there's still a, a personal responsibility that we all have to take for our story. And the way that you, you can change that is to start to work a different story, even if it doesn't feel like it's true yet. You have to be able to dig in and say, okay, even when I wasn't really, you know, dancing all that much, I just kept saying, I'm a dancer, 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 too. And I just, or I, I'm living, I'm going to move to California, I move to California, I'm moving to California, I'm in California, I live in California. Instead of saying, you know, some of my close friends would hear me say, oh, God, I can't take another minute of this cold or New Jersey or whatever. But for the most part, they were hearing about my big story about how I was going to go to California and how I was going to have this business, I was going to be by the beach and I was going to walk on the beach every day and blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of the direction. I just focused on where I was, where I was going, or doing taking action in my present moment, so that I could move forward in that in that way. Okay. So I want you guys to really take inventory and think about the top three stories you tell about yourself. If someone says, you know, hi, tell me about yourself. You know, you're meeting, and it's not a job interview where you're trying to position yourself as the very best person. How do you? How do you? Present yourself. How do you unfold yourself to the world? How do you unfold your story? Huge, huge, huge impact energetically on how people will perceive you and how money will flow to you and how opportunities will flow to you and how relationships will flow to you. And it's so amazing. um, There's a book called this is one of my favorite relationship books. 
my cat Paris is he's screaming. I don't know why. Uh, that, that is an ama- one of the most amazing relationship books I've ever and it's by a gal named Sherry Agab, A-G-A-V, as in Victor, Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-Y, and it's called Why Men Love Bitches. Now, <laughs> absolutely, it, don't don't be put off by the title. Uh, she's not telling you to go out and be, you know, bitchy, but what she is saying is that she interviewed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of guys, and she got saw some patterns. She saw some patterns, and one of those patterns is how women, you know, kind of twist themselves into knots to be what they think the guy wants and, you know, and, and all these different things. But one of the big things we're talking about in that book really is telling a different story. Do you have to tell the story of a doormat where you're willing to just do anything, you know, at all costs, which reads as desperate, and then, you know, then you wonder why isn't he, like, showing up? Or... Do you put your foot down and have some boundaries and then, you know, more interested? He's more interested. So this is very, very um, important because it does shape our relationships. It does, people want to value who they're with, period, end of story. You do, I do, we all do. And you have a lot more control over that value. In fact, it's all based on you. It's not just talking about yourself. It's also being yourself. How do you keep promises to yourself? How do you keep commitments to yourself? You say, oh, I'm going to go to the gym today, and then you don't go. That's breaking a promise to yourself. You know, And when you break promises to yourself, it starts to wear on you. It wears on your trust and faith in your own word, your trust and faith in yourself. And then that sits in your energy field too. And it waters down your story. You know, do you say, I I know I had a a new personal trainer come to my house recently and she says, well, you know, I'm going to hold you accountable. I said, I don't really need an accountability person. For me, that feels like jail. For me, I'm better off. You tell me what you need me to do and by the end of the week, I have it done. It's just not how I work. Like that whole daily check-in and this and that, that doesn't work for me. I can, I'm very, very self-motivated. So, in fact, that makes me rebel or it makes me shut down. So I had to explain to her, you know, I've been an athlete. I know how to, you know, train myself, blah, blah, blah. And I told her my story. It was a story of success. I need, you know, certainly the support and help, and I'm willing and open. But I positioned my story so that there's a difference perception she's like oh okay you're going to be serious well then let's focus on this she's so used to the opposite right so a lot of times people will look at you and have a preconceived story for you you know and you need to be able to help them so that they have a more realistic idea of where you're really at and if you lead with you know all the dulls and doldrums downers and doldrums you're not going to get very far All right, so we are going to do some um, readings today. I see several of you are already in the queue and have spoken to Sam. If you would like to do, ask me a question, you can um, by calling into 347-215-9485. And we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll get started with our readings. So 
give this some thought over the break, and um, and it'll be a short one, and then we'll we'll get going with, with all the other stuff. Let's see, what was what was I supposed to say? I had okay. I'm Mari. You're listening to the Aha Moments Radio Show, and we'll be right back. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Back in time to the very beginning, before life as we know it existed. Stones have been on this earth since before the inception of man. They are keepers of ancient wisdom and messages. Tap into the profound wisdom of stones and let your journey begin at the Rock Girl Sacred Stone School. Let the Rock Girl take you back to those ancient days to learn firsthand the language and the secrets of stones. The Rock Girl will teach you how to develop your very own technique of communicating with them, allowing you to embark on your own path of self-discovery. Courses include Reiki, psychic development, chakra balancing and auric cleansing, hands-on healing, and more. Visit sacredstoneschool.com for classes and workshops taught exclusively by The Rock Girl of therockgirl.com. Are you at a crossroads in your life? Facing big decisions about your life purpose, business, relationships, or other major issues? Are you wondering why you may be delayed in getting what you want? Or if you have special guides, who are helping you? Then investing in a private intuitive reading with Mari is just what you need. As a third generation spiritual intuitive, Mari has worked with thousands of clients over the past 18 years. During your private session, you will learn who your guides are. Receive insight on the core issues that need attention and get new perspective, clarity, and inspiration on what to do next. To register, go to www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the Work with Mari tab to get all of the details. There are a limited number of spots each month, so go to www.ahamomentsinc.com for yours now. Living the life you are really meant to live? Soul Lifetimes Magazine is your online source for creating the life you truly desire. When you register for your free subscription at www.soullifetimes.com, you get access to a world of resources that will help you to get the answers you seek and inspire you to take charge of your world. Tap into your body, mind, and spirit with articles from some of the most well-known conscious thought leaders and teachers on metaphysics, soul talk, soulmate relationships, quantum healing, astrology, food for the soul, style, and more. When you join us to create a joyful lifestyle for a new way of being, you truly contribute to raising the consciousness of the world. Subscribe for free at www.soullifetimes.com and never miss an issue of this innovative and insightful digital magazine. Soul Lifetimes Magazine is about living happier, healthier lives full of purpose, joy, and abundance. Subscribe now for free at www.soullifetimes.com. We look forward to seeing you there.
Hello, we are back. I'm Mari. You're listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show. And today we are talking all about what's your story, the way we shape how our lives will go. And before the break, we we went through that, went through that story process. And now we are going to get into um, some of your your questions. I did want to make a quick announcement. Um, next week we're going to be doing a special show called Let's Get your stuff out to the world. And I'm going to be teaching a new class, um, working through the details of how that class is going to lay out. But I think it's going to be a fairly intensive class, probably four weeks, where we're going to really focus on you. Everybody's always listening to my stories, but I think you guys have a ton of really good stuff in you to get out to the world. And we're going to do a a, kind of a two-part thing. We're going to have one part focusing on how to identify your passion and the passion that will make you money. Because a lot of times it was two different things. And then also we are going to go through, you're going to come up with a plan of what you need to do to get that moving forward. So whether you're already involved with something and you want to expand it, or you have a great hobby that you've always thought, I could probably make money from this, but I don't know how. Or I'm really torn because I'm good at a lot of things or I have a lot of interest, but I don't know what's really something I should, you know, go drill down deeper into. We're going to learn how to do all of that. So um, next week's show, we're going to be talking about that class and also um, a, a good, solid overview of how to get your stuff out to the world. Um, some of the pitfalls that happen to people and the misconceptions about that because everybody thinks it's all sunshine, lollipops, and roses when they are working in their passion. And trust me when I tell you it's not always that way. Um, but there's some some good uh, signs and things you can look for to let you know that you're on the right track. And uh, and then when we get into class, we're going to come up with a good b- blueprint for you to follow for your, to get your work out to the world. That's my latest and greatest thought because I, I just I just think it's that time, and I think the energy now that we have is so um, supportive of that. So um, we're looking forward to that. We are also doing Akashic record readings now. I actually sold out over the weekend, and I added in five slots, and I think those are almost sold out too <laughs> for March. I think we got quite a few. Um, but if you would like to get an Akashic record reading, you can um, send an email. I'm not sure what the link is off the top of my head. I'm announcing it on air. That's great, Mari. Good good, good going, Mari. Send an email to support at ahamomentinc.com, and I'll let you know the link from there because I'm right now off the top of my head. Um, I can't remember. I don't want to give you the wrong thing. But we do have a couple of spots left for March. I'm not sure that I'll be doing them in April or beyond. Um, it was really kind of more of a special thing for March. But uh, if you like an Akashic Record reading, Akashic Records are the uh, kind of the catalog of your soul and all of your lifetimes. And um, the new energy is really powering our ability to get even more information out of the records. I haven't done these kinds of readings in, in, a, in a while. Um, the energy shifted over with the new grid, and now we're actually getting a lot more um, information from them. So it's a great time if you already had one to have another one. And if you've never had an Akashic Record reading, it's a wonderful time to um, kind of get in there and, and dig deep. A lot of people that I've done those readings with 
have really felt the key to the core issue, some of their core issues, their, you know, kind of the origins of why they have a certain habit or addiction or, you know, a certain way of being or a certain recurring kind of relationship or uh, they get, you can ask, like, what's the origin of your relationship? What's such and such a person? So you can kind of get down to the bottom of the lesson to learn from that particular person. Uh, very, very packed with information, the records. And they, we have to open them with a special prayer and close them with a special prayer and a really, really powerful session. So you can uh, send an email to support at ahamomentsinc.com and we'll get you the link. Uh, I think there's maybe two two spots left. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> two. I think I think it's about, might be, yeah, two or, I think it is two, two or three. Um, so you, can, you want to do that ASAP. Okay, so why don't we go ahead and get started with some readings. The number to call in is 347-215-9485. That's 347-215-9485. So we are going to start off with Lynette from Philly. Hi, Lynette. Hi. Uh, hello. Hi, hello. how are you? I'm great. Okay. How are you? I'm good. Um, so I have a question. So I have been out of work for almost a year, and uh, my unemployment has run out. I've drained my savings and my retirement account. Um, but I still stay very positive and very forward-focused. I meditate regularly, and I envision myself in the kind of job that I want to be in. Um, and when I meditate, I also ask what am I doing that I should stop doing or what am I not doing that I should start for people to be placed in my life who can help guide me or people to be removed who are blocking me. But after a year, it gets harder and harder to stay positively focused. So I just need to know what maybe I need to do differently or stop doing or is there a change coming soon because I'm kind of at the end of my rope. Yeah, that sounds like you're right at the darkest before the dawn. That's interesting. Um, so it it feels like you have a preconceived idea of what a job should be. And um, I'm just listening here one second. Preconceived idea of what a job should be as opposed to what really makes your heart sing. So it feels like you have a big idea, but you have it on the back burner, like you have to get the job first and then and get money, and then you can get back to that kind of thing. And I think there's a rub between, a, you know, a resistance, it's there, and this is what they're telling me, is that you have a resistance to actually receiving the job because your idea of what a job is is not really, you've kind of outgrown it. So do you, have you thought of starting a business? Um, I have, but now that I have no cash, that's hard to do. Yeah, it, it it still feels like the business aspect. It feels to me like you should be an entrepreneur, um, and that entrepreneurial spirit of yours is kind of you have a, you have a set of rules that you're very attached to, and clearly they're not working because you've drained everything now. So rethink what it feels like that business there's some there's some viability in that business and whatever that business is it feels like it's like a mind body spirit type of business or something something like in the in the field in the field of, of mind body spirit 
And it feels to me like if you stepped into the industry where you applied your skills to that um, and transferred your skills into that industry, that you would have a lot more traction than where you've been. A lot more traction. It feels more more like it's a category of industry and and a, a very, very, very strong grip on what you think how the order of things should be. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely they're, they're just saying switch industries, switch industries, switch industry. That's the biggest thing. Um, continue with the meditating, but I would, it feels also that you need more like movement type of meditation, not so much sitting. Uh, tai Chi would be good for you to get some fluidity. And... Um, a lot of nature walks. It also feels like you're going to be moving soon, like moving someplace else. That would be a little bit of an easier place for you. But that's a little bit down the road, maybe maybe 24 months down the road. But I would definitely consider switching industries and look into an entrepreneurial, more of an entrepreneurial direct, direction. And I hope that's helped. I'm going to have to jump off to the next person, but I hope that's helped a little bit. Thank you, yeah. Okay, take care. Have a great night. Okay, so, um, you know, that's always hard when you have someone who they feel like you've done everything. But when you've done everything, when it feels that way, there's one little tweak that's missing, usually. There's one little tweak, and it's usually a resistance to something that really is in your heart. And you're focused on um, your your idea of what it should look like as opposed to what's really in your heart. And that thing that's in your heart can be very, very scary because it may not be traditional. It may not seem like it can generate cash. You'd be amazed at what can generate cash when your heart is engaged. You'd be absolutely astounded. In fact, um, I'm glad she brought that up. Um, I have, This has happened to me many, 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 many times. I might offer a program and it doesn't make money in one direction and I help a bunch of people, but I'm not really getting paid enough for what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden I will get money kind of dropping in from something else, somewhere else that didn't require me to work for it. And this has happened so many times. So I know that if I'm following my heart, which is like like when I was writing my book, my AHA Factor book that's coming out next year, I would sit down. A lot of I procrastinated on that book because I was like, "Well, this isn't going to make me money for until you know, however many years." And I need to focus on, you know, the stuff that's right now. And you know, I have bills, I have this and that. And I finally said, "You know what? I I don't care. I, this book is just like, and I have to birth with it. And I'm just going to write." And every time I'd sit down and I'd write a chapter of that book, I would have sales coming out of nowhere. I would have you know, money or an opportunity or something coming in out of nowhere, I was always being provided for. So the energy, a lot of times when you're getting really stuck on a, on a job, the energy is, um, you're, it, it's because you, you're gripped on how it has to look and what what uh, step it has to be in. You could even be doing a Google search about, I have a feeling she particularly has, has a business in mind, she could be doing a Google search about it and literally writing a business plan and then opportunities start to come in to support that. But if you are a powerful person and you don't have those opportunities um, showing up, it's because you're using all of that power to cannibalize yourself because you're ignoring the heart part 
and you're focused on the 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 way you think it should be the structure part. Okay, let's go on to the next person, and that would be Michelle in Colorado. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate oh, you're welcome. It. I appreciate um, you for calling in and waiting so thank long. You. What's your question? <laughs> um, I have a question. I recently reconnected with, I guess you could say, an old flame, and. There was a little bit of awkwardness, but there were also some sparks that flew. I just want to know what you see around that. Um, I think if you take it slow, that's what I'm hearing, take it slow. It could be yeah. kindled or something. It's like a slow... Uh, they, they're showing. They are showing a, like a bonfire, they're show, but not a real big one. You know, like kind of like the beginnings of a fire, and that it did right. ignite. So there is something there for sure. Um, this is definitely one of those situations, though, where you have to live in the present and not in the past. Try to see him as this is a brand new person without the history, and see and really focus on what you're getting um, from him right now. Not on the potential of him and not on the past. What's available to you right now? And as you look at him, ask yourself the question, and your guides are saying this very strongly, can I accept him exactly the way he is right now if he changed absolutely nothing? Yeah, I see see what you're saying there. so, So because it's very easy, you're very kind, you have a big heart. They're showing you like this warm bosom that, you know, rest where any man can just rest himself right on you <laughs> and you're just rocking him back and forth. And they're saying, no, stop. Because then you attract sons and not, you know, relationship. What you want right. is you have, have what your needs are and what your requirements are and what you desire and you know what you have to offer. We, you have a lot to offer, so that's not an issue. And you have to look at this person, this being, as he is today. And don't try to hold him accountable for all the other stuff of the past because there's a lot of, like, sit and spin around that. But don't glorify where he can go in the future, even though he has the best of intentions. Focus on what do you have today because that's where the relationship takes place. And that's why they're saying the fire is a little, there's a spark there. There's a chemistry for sure, but it's not, you know, a giant fire that we'll have to build. He does have the best of intentions from what you're saying? Yeah, he does have good intentions. does have good intentions. I, I, I use the word best colloquially. I would say he right. has good intentions. What he can do ultimately uh, remains to be seen, which is why you need to focus. And he will kind of shapeshift as you shapeshift. So if you're strong and focused, and and you know centered. You don't you have a tendency to get lost in the care of the guys, like a little like one of the, the little uh, you know fostering shelter moms for the puppies. You got you can't. <laughs> you yeah, I, I do. You know you can have this one in the garage and that one in the bathroom. Oh well, we have a bedroom upstairs. Let's put another puppy there. You know, like you can't. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Are you saying that he was? Yeah. Are you seeing that he was put off by any of the awkward moments? Because there was a moment when I was looking at him and I couldn't speak. I don't know. That's not usually me. Yeah, um, that's good. That you, that's that's good because you're coming from the heart. And no, I don't think he was he was he was put off by that at all. If anything, it was intriguing. 
So I think, like I said, I think you need to just take this one step at a time. Don't jump ahead and don't overanalyze. What you're asking about already is the past. Stay focused on right now. And the next, you know, the next, you'll, you'll have another encounter and then be in the moment and really listen. Really listen. Don't try to get ahead of yourself. Just really listen and then go with yeah, how you feel yeah. in that moment and you'll be guided. I'm going to have to jump to the next person, but I hope that helps. Yeah, thank you. I was wondering if we'd have another encounter because that's what I didn't know about. So thanks. You're welcome. Good luck with that. Okay, so next we have um, Rosemary in New Jersey. Hi, Rosemary. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Almost the same question as the last caller. Almost, because I'm trying to get some things going, and doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. I'm getting some stuff sent back, like a little bit here and there. I don't know what you can get or whatever. I, I, don't, I have getting. no idea of what you're talking about. <laughs> well, um, are you talking about, about a job, a person? Oh, okay, relationship. Right, relationship. So, so what's so? Tell me the question again. What what is the question about this relationship? Um, if it's going anywhere, like a little bit of. Good moments, good conversation, and then, like, there's some problems on his side, like, that he's working out, and I'm dealing with mine, and whatever he can get energy-wise, or right now there's no communication at this point. It feels to me like there's somebody else involved with him. It feels like there's, he's, there's like, multiple people in this. Is there some sort of triangle situation? Because it definitely feels like there's another... He's like waffling, and that's why he kind of starts and stops and starts and stops. Like he's trying to evaluate, like they're showing a checklist, and he's trying to evaluate the pros and cons of more than one person. So it it that's why you're feeling like this kind of sort of there, sort of not there, you know, disappearing, showing up kind of thing. So there is some interest there, but I don't know, again, that you should put – all of your eggs into that basket until he's, you know, solidly appearing. They're, what they're showing is like this kind of like this shadow or this vapor of him, but not a whole solid person, which means that he's kind of not all, he's not all in yet. Now, does it mean he can't get there? It it doesn't, but it, he could. But a lot of it is what you're willing to put up with. And again, when we're talking about the beginning of the show, what's your story um, I think you need to have a stronger story about what it is you desire and then have your boundaries with what you're willing to put up with. Again, just like the last girl, don't don't go off of the potential, go off of how he's positioning himself to you at this moment. Oh, there's like another person involved, I guess. Yeah, it feels so like there's, there's more than one person. Um, more than one, oh, me and somebody else and somebody else. Oh, there's a yeah, there's an issue with uh, a family member and somebody else in the house too. That's what it is, right? I guess. Taking it. I don't have exact all the exact details, and I'm gonna have to jump to the next person just because it's a radio show and you know right. <laughs> we're on a very tight timing. But what I would say is be very honest with yourself. Look at things with both eyes open, and don't blame yourself for his waffling back and forth because it's really him. It's not you. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just that he's 
evaluating his uh, his situation in a, in a couple of situations at the same time. So you're kind of getting caught in that. So that's what I'm saying. Just focus on what he presents to you in the present. Don't go to the past and don't jump into the future because he feels like he's going to shape and he's going to shift a lot. You know, he kind of is going to waffle back and forth, which can cause a lot of heartbreak if you get yourself invested in it. So I would just let him fly, you know, kind of fly around and focus on writing the story of you with the right person who's all in right now. And you'll see that, that configure. I'm going to have to go to the next person, but I hope that's helped a little bit. All right, so I guess late night communication. Okay. All right, next person. Who do we have? Okay, Sam, I'm just looking at your writing here. Okay, so next we have uh, Candace in Louisiana. Hi, Candace. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. What's your question? <laughs> well, I have a love question. I would love to see if you maybe see a long-term relationship coming my way pretty soon. Um, it feels like you already have, like, there's a friend around, some someone who's, who you already know, who uh, you seem to have a couple of admirers. Um, there's one <laughs> person that you wouldn't, necessarily think of that way but definitely thinks of you that way and for your energy you're better off with having somebody who's a good friend that turns into more of a relationship than just trying to like go out on match.com and and just Mm -hmm. you know try to (laughs) force you know a situation after a cup of coffee kind of thing so it it feels to me like um, I don't know if you do any volunteering but there's somebody also there's a couple of people for you, but if there's somebody in the volunteer space who who has who's well off enough now that he's really focused on a little bit of philanthropy and philanthropic kinds of endeavors. And if you have any kind of passion or cause that that would you know that interests you, now is the time to kind of you know put your lipstick on and get all gussied up and go out. You know, feed the homeless. Or, That's what I'm talking about. You know, do I know this there, I you know, there's one person that I think you do know, and then it feels like there's a, maybe two other people that you don't know yet, but they would be in that mm-hmm. space. So definitely, uh, I would put, you know, I would definitely not hesitate to put yourself out there to mm-hmm. just be focused on the activity itself, and then you'll meet someone along the way. Okay, okay. The other right. person that you do know, if you don't mind me asking. That I might know. What did you say? I, I couldn't understand. Who's that person that you said that I might know? I don't have a who's. I just, I, okay. and if I gave you that information, you would kill it. So okay. let that unfold, but there's someone they're saying, your guides are saying, and, and the guide you can ask is Archangel Shamuel, C H A N. E-L. He governs over, you know, soulmate relationships. But it feels like there's someone who's a friend. They're saying a, a, maybe a childhood friend even who you could could spark. You could look at him one day and say, ah, he's just a child. You know, I used to go to school with him. And then tomorrow you look at him like, oh, oh, like that. <laughs> and so just I would do a little bit of an inventory, and he'll present himself. You're getting closer for sure. 
I'm going to have to jump off, but I hope that's been a little bit of help. Thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. Have a great night. Okay, everybody. Well, I think um, we are coming close to the end of yet another AHA Moments radio show. We, um, I, I just want to say one more time, please listen to this again, and please, please, please take stock of uh, your own personal story. I know a lot of times, especially when things get, um, hard and feel like they're not, you know, you've done everything that, uh, you know, you don't, and you don't know what to do. Look at that story. You can change these stories by literally telling it differently. You can say, you know what, I am, I do have that ideal work situation or that ideal relationship. And it may not have presented itself in the flesh just yet, but it is on its way, and I am living that now. And start to take on that energy of that, and you'll see things shift so much more quickly than you could ever imagine. So we are going to end tonight, but we will be back here, same time, same place, next week with our very special show called Let's Get Your Stuff Out to the World to Bring Your Projects. Come on, come on. <laughs> and we'll see you same time, same place next week. We'll end with my motto, as we always do which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this new energy, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. Have a great night. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A moments with an s inc.com also join mari on facebook at www.facebook.com slash aha moments inc and twitter at twitter.com slash aha moments we can't wait to see you there